Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast, and I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality, and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we'll discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, stress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you're ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Detox Diaries podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is journaling. So this is something that I mention a lot as a tool that I use in my life, and a lot of my guests mention it. And it's something that comes up a lot with clients and in programs because it's something that they obviously know the benefits of, they've heard a lot about, they want to try it, but they're not really sure exactly how to do it, how to approach it. They're kind of like, is it like a dear diary situation? Like, I don't really know how I go about doing it. So I just want to quickly cover some benefits and then I can jump into some practices that you can try and some are more beginner if you've never done it before, if you only have a few minutes to spend on it, and then some are ways to kind of dive deeper, help you to really develop some self-awareness, help with decision-making, help with combating stress and anxiety, all of those things. So when we talk about journaling, something that I definitely want to stress is that it does not have to be a huge time commitment at all. It can be anything from like two to five minutes or until you feel like you're done or really as long as you want it to be or as you need it to be. But before we really dive in, I just want to say that because I think that lots of times we tap out of certain practices because we just feel like we don't have enough time. And let me tell you, the time that I spend on journaling every day is well, well worth it. So whether you can only spend a few minutes, it's still going to be totally worth carving out a little bit of time for yourself because there really is so many amazing benefits. So let's get into those benefits. Really kind of just thinking about it, when we go through our day and our lives, we have the same thoughts pretty much on repeat that are swirling around in our brains. And we can often get stuck in a thought or in a belief. And basically the act of journaling in and of itself is a way that we get those thoughts out of our heads and onto the page. And When we write things down, it creates a bit of space so that you can see your thought more objectively and also kind of see it as being separate from yourself a little bit because lots of times when we have thoughts, we just feel like they are us. Like we think that our thoughts are who we are, but they're not. We are separate from our thoughts. Obviously, we've all had thoughts that we know are not characteristic of the people that we are we can think anything our brains can all think anything so we are not our thoughts but when you have the same things going through your head consistently it does just start to feel like they're interconnected you and the thought but when you write it down on paper you can really create that separation see it objectively and that in and of itself is very very helpful But it also then helps us to kind of get to that next layer because when it comes to our thoughts, we will think the same thing on repeat all day, every day. (laughs) But when you 
sit down and you are writing in your journal, you're not just going to write the same sentence a hundred times. But that's literally what your brain is doing. But when you start to actually write things down, you kind of naturally end up looking for that next layer because again, you're not just going to sit there and write the same thing 25 times. So you kind of want to be like, okay, here is a sentence that's been running through my head forever, you know, if it is. I'm overwhelmed because I have too much going on with my personal life and with work. And I can never seem to get out from under all of the stress that I have. And, you know, that will kind of be the thought that you have consistently over and over and over again. But if you start to write it down, you can dive a little bit deeper. What exactly is creating that stress? Why exactly are you feeling overwhelmed? Maybe you can make a list, like, and we'll, again, we'll get into some specific practices, but you're not just going to write the same thing. So you're going to get a little bit deeper and develop some self-awareness. And lots of times I find you almost always end up coming to some kind of natural conclusion because I find, and I know my clients have said this and other people that I talk to who have found journaling to be really helpful in their lives, is that it kind of is like, you're writing not a kind of a story but obviously it's your story but it's like you want to wrap it up (laughs) like you want it to end somewhere and you kind of naturally find that you want it to end on some kind of positive note or feel some kind of closure so you're kind of like trying to get yourself to a place of more acceptance or even groundedness or whatever it is kind of that you're looking for depending on what you're journaling about you do kind of find yourself wrapping it up in a positive way and finding some kind of lesson or some takeaway that can be useful. Whereas again, when things are just rolling around in our heads, we do not (laughs) look for the solution. We are literally just on repeat about the thing that is stressing us out or overwhelming us or making us upset or whatever it may be. So really when we use journaling and there's all different kinds of practices, which we will talk about some different ones today, In general, it really helps, obviously, with self-awareness, again, because we're getting those thoughts out and seeing them more objectively, separating the idea of them from ourselves. Reflection, obviously, is also a big part of it, and it can be really, really helpful when it comes to coping with overwhelm, with stress, with anxiety. I know for me, it's my wedding now is only a month away, which is absolutely crazy, so there's you know, obviously just the normal stressors of life, plus that on top of everything else, plus a new wave of COVID starting. So your girl has been a little stressed. So journaling has been very, very helpful. And I'm going to get into some practices that have been really great for me specifically as I'm going through this. But it definitely makes a huge amount of difference when it comes to overwhelm, stress, and anxiety. And it really helps with decision making too. And there are specific practices for stuff like that. So just like anything else, you know, when it comes to stress management or self-care techniques, different things work for different people. And sometimes I find that with clients who are just kind of starting out in the realm of kind of like emotional care or even kind of dipping their toes into spirituality and stuff like that, some stuff like meditation or breath work or things like that can feel a bit overwhelming and harder when you're first getting started. And I feel like journaling is just like the best gateway way to get involved in this like form of self-care and stress management that pretty much anyone can 
tap into it very easily. There's so many different ways to do it. So again, different things work for different people, even within the types of journaling that you may be doing. But it is, I just think, the best way to start taking care of yourself on that next level that really is accessible for any type of person. And I feel like no matter what layer of spiritual growth and all of that you are on, people just seem to, journaling seems to be with them the whole way through. And your practice will evolve just like you do. So really just, I suggest to keep listening to this episode and pick you know, one or two things to try out, see what works for you and really give it a shot because I think it is just one of the most helpful things for me that I've found in the last few years. So we're going to start with some really quick journaling practices for those of us that have limited amounts of time and are just getting started. These are a few really easy ones. So the first one is a gratitude journaling practice. So I think we've probably all heard plenty of times and we all you know, intellectually understand the need to find more gratitude in our lives and be happy with the things that we have. But the other thing that I don't know if everybody knows is that when we are in a place of truly feeling gratitude, it puts our body in a parasympathetic um, state or our nervous system in a parasympathetic state, which basically means we're in rest and digest and it's turning off fight or flight, which is where we spend the vast majority of our lives feeling crazed and stressed and all of that. So just the practice of focusing on the things that you're grateful for puts your body in that state, which is exactly what we want to be doing, obviously, when we're doing any kind of stress management technique. So this is a really easy way to tap right into that. And I think for a lot of people, it sounds kind of like, whatever, obviously I'm grateful for like my family and like, You know, even when I first started, this was something I was trying to do at night. Like every night I would write three things I was grateful for. And I would just kind of write the same thing every night. And it was fake. Like it was like, I'm grateful for my, you know, boyfriend at the time or my family or my dog or, you know, my apartment. Like it wasn't really, I wasn't really connecting to the feeling. So I wasn't getting the benefit. So what I recommend is... When you do a gratitude practice, and you can do this any time of day, but it's really nice, I think, to do it at the end of the day because you can kind of reflect on what happened in the day. But again, it's totally up to you, whatever works for you. But getting super specific about what you're grateful for and how it made you feel. So again, it's not like I'm grateful for my boyfriend. Instead, it's I'm grateful that my boyfriend ran to Trader Joe's after work today because I mentioned that we ran out of blueberries and it was very thoughtful of him to do that. And something that like you can really connect to that feeling and is very specific, like that's what will really help you to experience the benefits. And it's also what helps you from like not just writing the same thing every single day. So that can be a really easy way to dip your toes into journaling and also really help with Finding, obviously, happiness and gratitude for what you have in your life and combating anxiety. Another one is affirmations. So this is another thing that I feel like people are aware of and can feel kind of like silly or like you're phoning it in kind of thing. But really, affirmations can be extremely effective. And basically, it's a way that you are rewiring your subconscious to believe a new belief. 
Because again, like I had mentioned previously, we think things all day long that just because we think them does not make them true, but our brain starts to believe that things are true. And that is why they're on loop in our heads. And sometimes we're not even aware of some of the subconscious things that are driving our opinions of ourselves or the way that we approach our lives or whatever it may be. So creating an affirmation and writing it over and over again every morning, every night, whatever it may be, can really help to rewire that subconscious thought to be something that is more positive. So coming up with an affirmation is really just coming up with a phrase that makes you feel really good and really empowered and it's a belief that you are trying to really integrate and believe to be true. So you know, you may have something specific in mind of something that you are trying to call into your life and to really feel connected to and feel true to you. Or it can be if you're kind of like, what would I even do? Kind of think about what one of those negative thoughts is that's on repeat that you would really love to not be the thought that's in your head and just flip it. So maybe let's say, for example, you you are someone like me, so you have a small business and you really want to help as many people as possible and grow and have it be something that can support you in a really abundant way full time. But your sneaky negative thought is that you're never going to make it work and you shouldn't have quit your job. So something you could say as your affirmation could be, I am enjoying the abundance of having a thriving business where I help many women to experience health and happiness in their life and it's supporting me full time or whatever it may be. I just made that up off the top of my head. I don't don't even know if it made sense as a full sentence, but you know what I mean? Like coming up with something that makes you feel really good and is a thought that you want your brain to just be coming up with naturally instead of that negative thought that our brain often does come up with naturally. And then another, this is really what I do in terms of my journaling exercise is just kind of like free writing and stream of consciousness. So my morning routine is basically like I wake up, I make my lemon water, I do my meditation, and then I journal. And I am fortunate enough that I pretty much just do it until I feel like I'm done. So I would say it's probably like 15-ish minutes, sometimes longer, depending on what I have going on. And basically, I will start off as having it be stream of consciousness, just the things that are in my head that I want to like get out on a piece of paper. And depending on it for you, sometimes if you're like, I only have five minutes, you could just set a timer for five minutes, have that be that. Or you can have it be in a place where you feel like you can like wrap it up. As I said, like, When you start writing things down, you naturally get to the point where you're kind of trying to dig deeper and understand and wanting to kind of wrap it up in a way that makes you feel good going into your day. And sometimes for me, I will also realize that I need to go deeper and I have some other journaling practices that can really help me to deal with if I'm feeling super stressed or anxious and I'll kind of start off usually in the stream of consciousness and then be like, okay, I really need to use XYZ exercise to just actually feel okay enough to step into my day and not still feel like I have all these thoughts swirling. So those were the three ones that I I always recommend is just being really simple and easy ways to start and they can be as quick or as long as you want them to be. And now I'm going to get into some of the different prompts that 
can really help you go to the next level, gain a bit more insight, set intentions, make decisions, whatever it may be. So the first one is something that I share with my clients a lot in relation to our quote unquote stories about ourselves. So when it comes to everything in our lives, everything is a story, essentially. We all experience the same things from different perspectives. We all assign our own thoughts and ideas and feelings to you know, all of us can be in the same situation, walk out of the same conversation. Everybody has a different story about what actually went down. And a lot of the stories that we have are about ourselves and the reality of our lives. So we talk a lot about our health stories, which often become, and we're not going to get into this because this is a whole topic for a whole nother um, episode, but basically our health stories kind of become like a self-fulfilling prophecy because what we believe to be true about our health and the way we interact with our health story is something that we continually are pulled back to. So when we are in the process of rewriting that story and really making a change in a more positive direction, we will often get pulled back into the old stories and they feel it very, very true because just like we've been talking about, all of this stuff is very deeply ingrained in our subconscious. It's things that we've thought for years and years, things that we've said, things that maybe even other people have said to us. So things can feel very true. And I found that this exercise can just be really helpful to snap me out of things. And my clients have found this as well. So when I feel like I'm really stuck in a story, so let's say, for example, something for clients that maybe comes up a lot is like, I don't have enough time to to make healthier meals. Like I always just have to be grabbing whatever is available. And it's just, I'm too busy to be making the healthy decisions that I wanna be making. So the first question is, do I want this reality to be true? The next question is, do I really want to find a solution? Then what do I gain from finding a solution? And what do I lose by giving into my story? Because obviously, everything is true or false to a certain degree. When people have a story about not having time to do things, I'm sure they're very busy. But there's always some time that you could figure out a way to make a better decision. It doesn't mean that you're going to be meal prepping for seven hours on a Sunday and having perfectly portioned and planned meals for the entire week. But you most likely could be making a healthier decision than you are making in this moment. And if you really want to find a solution, you will. And if you can get really clear on what you gain from finding that solution and what you lose by giving into your old story, it really helps to put you in a place where you don't want to just fall back into that story because that's what it is. We're always... It's an excuse for us to do what we've always done rather than trying really hard to connect to the reason you want to change and finding a solution. So this can be a really good exercise for really any time that you're telling yourself that something's not going to work out or that you can't figure something out or anything like that. This can be a really good way to connect to the reason that you really want to make a change and you want to find a solution to one of your problems. So I really love that exercise for that. So again, those prompts were, do I want this reality to be true? Do I really want to find a solution? What do I gain from finding a solution? And what do I lose by giving into my story? 
Now the next one is again, it's a series of prompts and this is really great. One of my friends shared this with me about setting intentions for the week. And I think doing an intention setting exercise is really powerful because often we have these lofty plans of how we think want things to go or not even plans literally just ideas loose concepts and that's kind of where it all falls apart because we're not really getting clear on what that looks like so it's really hard to follow through on something when it's vague so being as specific as you can in an exercise like this where you're creating intentions can be really great and then taking it that step further of like really making that plan getting specific so that you know exactly what following through looks like because often we beat ourselves up because we didn't do something the way we thought we should but we were never really clear on what that should have been in the first place so we were kind of setting ourselves up for failure to begin with so when we're making intentions for the week we can ask ourselves my priority for this week is i want to do less i want to do more This week I want to feel, to feel this way I will. And if I get stuck, I'll remember. And I feel like this is great because it covers so many pieces of what your intention is and helps you to get really specific, helps you get into the actions, helps you get into the feelings. And I love that if I get stuck, I'll remember because we inevitably get stuck all the time and lots of times that's where things can kind of fall apart too is because we don't have a contingency plan for when stuff's not going to be like rainbows and unicorns perfect obviously things are going to come up so what can you remember in those moments that will really help to keep you on track and then this next exercise is something that i've been using a lot (laughs) i think it's extremely helpful and it It sounds a little scary at first, but it's very helpful. So I just call it the brain dump exercise. And essentially, I have been going through a lot of just feeling like I have a million things to do and I don't know what to do first and I don't know what's more important and I just feel like, and I don't even know what all of it is kind of thing. Like the overwhelm is just like, I I can't even keep track of it all. And I am, as I've shared on this podcast a lot, a big planner like I plan everything in my calendar I am pretty organized and on top of things but especially with you know having a business still working part-time planning a wedding like there's just a lot of little things to be staying on top of plus you know there's a lot of emotional things going on surrounding a wedding the bachelorette is next week like it's just it's it's a lot of things and obviously everybody has a lot of things going on in their lives too and I'm sure you can totally relate to the feeling of some mornings just being like I do not even know where to start today and I feel so overwhelmed so what I do in this brain dump exercise is I literally just sit down and write out everything that's stressing me out and it sounds scary because you're kind of like oh i don't want (laughs) to look at the full list because it it feels like that's going to make it worse but it it helps because you don't have to keep thinking but there's more but there's more that i'm not thinking of like literally it just keep writing until you cannot think of anything else and let it be as ridiculous as you want it to be just literally write it all out and then from there I literally go point by point and come up with an action step. So sometimes 
it can be like a great action step. It can be really simple in terms of like, I'm stressed out that I don't know if my maid of honor is going to want to be the first speech or if it should be the best man or, you know, something as small as that where it's like the action step is like text your maid of honor and see if she wants to be the first speech. Like a lot of the things you'll realize when you write it out are like you just have to send one text message or you just have to log into your bank account and pay that credit card or you like it's we love to let all these things be vague and hanging around so that we feel overwhelmed. But when you really write it all out, probably half the list is like you could just sit down for an hour and bang out everything that needs to happen on that list, which feels so good (laughs) once you do that. So that can be so helpful to do that. Then obviously there will be things that are not so simple. So maybe it is... um, like I'm trying to think of things for me this you know having another wave of COVID right now is really (laughs) really making me panic and I'm trying not to have it do that but something like that like I'm nervous that I'm going to get sick for my bachelorette party or that a guest isn't going to be able to make it to the wedding and for something like that it's kind of like I am going to do everything in my power to stay safe and healthy I believe that my guests will be doing the same. I also believe that however things are meant to be, they will be. And, you know, as spiritual and kooky as this may sound, like when things need to work out, they will. And if they don't, it must have been for some kind of reason. So I'm just going to try my best to do the best that I can as far as my actions to keep myself safe. And then I'm just going to believe that it's just going to have to work out the way that it's meant to. And just because I did that doesn't mean I'm not worried about it anymore. But there is something to be said for writing it down and coming up with some way to make yourself feel more acceptance and feel better about a situation that before was like, heightened, you know, super stress rolling around in your head. And when you think about it, you know, if you write this laundry list of like 30 things that are stressing you out, even if you get it down to like the four (laughs) that are things that you can't just send a text message or spend some time or ask somebody for a favor or whatever it may be, and you just have to have some form of acceptance and it's not going to be perfect and they're still going to stress you out, you are still going to feel so much better than you did before this exercise when you had 30 things that were making you feel completely spiraling out of control. So this exercise I highly, highly recommend. It does take a little bit longer, especially if you have a lot of things that you're feeling really stressed about. And this is something that, you know, sometimes in the morning when I'm doing my freestyling, I'll kind of be like, I need to go to to brain dump mode because this is, you know, the wheels are coming off the bus and I, I need to feel a bit more like I have a handle on everything that's going on or sometimes it might be like a bunch of things come up throughout the day and at 3 p.m. I'm like okay I need to just set aside like 15 minutes and do this exercise and it'll make me feel better for the rest of the day so you know again I think we can get really caught up in like the rules of well I journal in the morning or I journal before I go to bed like thinking of these exercises as being how they can help you based on whatever is going on in that moment. It doesn't have to be always at the same time of day or part of the schedule that you always have. And honestly, 
the 15 minutes that it will take to do this is going to save you so much time because I think we all know that feeling where we feel super overwhelmed. It's almost like paralyzing. And this can really help you to get out of that paralysis mode. It also will be helpful, you know, even with the specific things like work or anything like that. When you really just get clear on what it is that is feeling overwhelming and you can look at that list and it's everything is there it's so much easier to tackle it. Whereas when we let it just be in our heads, we're creating a space where we, we almost can't move past the overwhelm because it's too, it's too big. We're not, we're not allowing ourselves to really get our arms around it. And then the final exercise is not necessarily specific. It's kind of like a concept of exercises, which is like future self exercises. So this is something that we talk about a ton in this um, group coaching program that I'm a part of called Perfectionist Getting Shit Done or PGSD. Um, Sam Laura Brown runs it. She's awesome. She has a podcast called The Perfectionism Project, if you're interested. It's all about people who have perfectionist tendencies and how to overcome them and find success, really in general, but definitely if you are people who are in business. So it's something that we talk about a lot in that program. And then I also went to a um, business retreat with uh, Babes in Business Long Island, which was awesome. And Tracy Litt spoke there and she had us do some future self exercises. And essentially what you're doing is you are harnessing the power of you in the future to help you see things more clearly now. Because basically when we are you know, in our day-to-day moments in the minutiae of what's going on, things can feel like a much bigger deal than they are. Things can feel much more confusing than they really are. There's, It's very hard to sometimes step out of things and see them more clearly when we're really in it. But when we harness this idea of our future self, it can get a lot easier to whether it's make a decision to feel less overwhelmed, to take something in stride rather than get super stressed about it, whatever it may be, we can use it in a bunch of different ways, but it just gives you a lot of perspective and makes things really clear when you look at things from this future self view. So an example that we did with Tracy Litt at this Babes in Business retreat is, I'm gonna mess it up a little bit. I don't remember exactly how we went through the exercise, but essentially, It's like you are watching a highlight reel and the first one is of your life a year from now. The second one is 10 years from now and the last one is reflecting at the end of your life. And basically the version of you in each of those different periods, so one year, 10 years, end of life, what are you seeing happened in your life and what would that person who's experienced those things tell you if they were gonna give you advice where you are in the present moment? And lots of times, you know, this is obviously very open-ended. It can be anything about your life, anything, everything, all the things. And it's kind of a mixed bag. Most people usually see the realities that they would like to see and it's like a happy ending kind of thing and you're seeing the potential of what your life could be and really the things that don't matter so much. So for example, the insecurities or 
you know, what people might say about the things that you're doing. Like, it's, it's really more about the people that you love, you know, feeling joy in your life, achieving things that you want to achieve while also finding balance. Like, those are a lot of the things that people would share or what they experienced. But it also may be that you see yourself in the future and it's not what you wanted. And people that experienced that were like, did I mess up the exercise somehow? But no, because you're also learning what you don't want from your future. So the point of it is to really understand what you want your life to look like and how can you apply that to the way that you're living now. So that's kind of like a very general just looking to the future and helping that to guide your day-to-day experience. But you can also use it really anytime for like any kind of specific problem. So whether it is like when you're planning your week or even if you have a workout coming up or something, when you don't feel like doing something, I often say like thinking about the way you're going to feel the next day. That's sort of like a version of a future self-exercise. Like what is tomorrow you going to think the right decision is? And when you think that way, it can make it really clear because sometimes it's like tomorrow me is going to be happy I skipped this workout because I have so many things going on and I'm not even going to be able to enjoy it and I'm just going to have to stay up late to finish something else and like blah, 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 blah. Or tomorrow you may be like, you're just being lazy. Just get up and go. You're going to feel so good after. And when you think of it from tomorrow you's eyes, it's very easy to, or not easy, but it's a lot easier to tap into the reality of the knowledge that you already have. You're just kind of ignoring it and getting lost and trying to make a decision. But this can be, you know, for as small as that or for should I quit my job or should I move or should I sign up for that program or that course or whatever it may be and harnessing that future self you to see if it's, you know, what decision you want to make. So it can, again, feel a little silly, but it's really very, very helpful And it helps you really tap into your inner knowledge because that's really what all of this is. We have so many more answers than we give ourselves credit for. And we just let ourselves like get lost in the confusion of day-to-day life. And journaling really is the exercise to be like, okay, I know the answer. And if I just sit down and let myself reflect and do all of that, like I will tap into the inner knowing. So... Again, these are just some of my favorite techniques. There are literally countless ones out there, but I definitely recommend giving one of them a shot. If you're not journaling now or if you are and you're not getting much from it, trying maybe one of these exercises that allow you to go a little bit deeper. And if you have any questions, please let me know. I probably will make a blog post or something about this just because I realize it's a little hard to follow along as I'm talking through it with the prompts and stuff like that. But I might just put a post on Instagram with some of it. I'll see. But I'll definitely share whatever I can in the show notes. And if you have any questions or you want me to email you any specifics related to this, you can always reach out to me. I am on Instagram at the.detox.diaries. And you could always just email me at Nicole at the detoxdiaries.com. And again, I'm so happy that you're here listening to this show. I really hope that this episode was useful. And if there's any other topics like this that we kind of touch on myself or with guests and you're like I don't really know what that means or what that looks like but I'm curious let me know I would love to dive a little bit deeper whether it's just me or someone on the show 
that we can help to really make everything that we talk about on this show as actionable as possible because I want you to be feeling the benefits that other people talk about as well. So again, happy to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the show, I would love if you would leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to support the show and then, of course, to share it with friends. And with that, I will see you on the next one. Bye.